1: Here we go, here we go Here we go, here we go This is it This is Top Flag Time Machine I am Andy Hotbody Dawson Pow, pow, pow
0: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what?
1: It's the second instalment of the Turpin Odyssey We're looking at ITV's 1979 Saturday Tea Time Barnstormer Dick Turpin Starring, of course, the great Richard O'Sullivan uh, this episode is available on YouTube. If you want to seek it out, it's uh, season one. Season? We never said season. No. When did we? Series. <laughs> series one, episode two. As I say, it's on the YouTube. Uh, it's called The Capture, which gives you a little bit of an indication about what is going on. Um, I look at some of the comments on YouTube um, Someone someone called Magic Ayrton Forever I assume is referring to Ayrton Senna For some reason uh, Says, this is pure emotion for me Fantastic nostalgia uh, Daniel Seberg says, you're a legend To the person who's uploaded it, I guess mm. I had these on DVD mm. TYSM Thank you so much um you had them on dvd had them what have you that, done with that, them? that suggests you got rid of them mm. why why would you do that but um i yeah, i've
0: go. just watched mine on dvd i just watched yeah, episode I've, two and i watched the first one on youtube therefore i'll mix it up and i dug yeah. out my dvd and just watched that on uh, episode two on that well worth it mate
1: i've bought the dvd box set from me last week lovely Kim and someone who was selling it was also selling the Outnumbered box set. And my daughter Mm. really loves Outnumbered, Mm. so So, popular. uh, She she got that. Um, let's see what it says uh, on IMDb describing this episode that we're about to watch. It's called The Capture, originally aired January 13th, 1979. And it says, Dick thinks that Swift Nick isn't cutting it as a highwayman and bribes Tanner the gunsmith into taking the boy in as an apprentice. Glutton and Spiker have come up with a plan to use an actress called Jane Kelsey, Mm -hmm. whose main claim to fame is a performance as Cleopatra, Mm -hmm. to lure Turpin into a trap. Uh Uh-oh. And that is pretty much what happens. Um,
0: Any um, sort of overview thoughts of this episode? I've just finished watching it about five minutes ago.
1: Any overview thoughts? Um, well,
0: I think this is a humdinger of an episode. This, for mm. me, has got the lot.
1: Well, it's a lot like the first one, in in as much yeah. as it's 23 minutes long, which is a perfect length. It rattles along.
0: So there's, fast. N-
1: there's no dicking about. No. It's all story and action. Mm. Um, new, new characters are introduced, probably that we won't see again, but the characters are strong. They're well rounded. Yeah. Um, It's great. I'm worried that this this deep dive is going to just descend into us praising this. Do do you ever watch.
0: No, because there's a lot of funny things to unpick, but do you ever watch. I'm sure we've talked about like these new kind of Star Wars serials on Disney Plus, such as The Mandalorian and uh, The Book of Boba Fett.
1: Started with The Mandalorian, got about five episodes in, and then got distracted by something else. Yeah. Yeah, Because there's just so much to watch.
0: The The Mandalorian is is good, The Book of Boba Fett is less good, but they really remind me of this kind of Saturday Tea Time serial that we grew up with. Yeah. Um, A lot of which were American, but. In the case of Dick Turpin. It's a, and it's and it's really... I was watching it, and I, last week we talked about how Dick Turpin, what was so great about him as a kid was that he's basically a combination of a pirate and a cowboy. Yeah. Right, with a yeah. bit of Robin Hood thrown in, for good measure. Mm-hmm. And it's set in England. So it's just, like, woods. brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In some woods in England, a sort of half yeah. cowboy, half pirate Robin Hood but based on actual real history. I mean, so exciting. But the way in which these little stories play out every week and every week they introduce some recurring characters, some cameo roles, Mm -hmm. some kind of characters you know you're never going to see again. So much like, I mean, you know, you look at the the Book of Boba Fett or or Mandalorian now and it's like, it just follows the same pattern. And I'm sure there was shows as far back as the 50s. That, that did the same, probably Western ones, like what do you yeah. call it, Mule Train or whatever.
1: Champion the Wonder Horse.
0: Champion the Wonder Horse, which we've talked about before, and one day we will deep dive. <laughs> uh, but this is, the, yeah, this is like, I don't know, it's just brilliant, isn't it? All the different characters that drift through it, and the recurring ones, and the little dynamics. Uh, it's just fucking great.
1: I Honestly, I think the brevity of it is is part of its secret, the fact that they're 23 yeah. minutes long. And you're talking about some of the American ones we would have watched about at the same time, which will have been like Chips, and then mm. a few years later, the A-Team, Chips, stuff like that. Dukes of they're Hazard, what, Dukes of Hazzard. Mm. They were all like an hour length. Were they? So they'll have had adverts in, in America, so they'll have been like 50 minutes. Of actual running I mean, Knight so Rider,
0: that, that was very all much that, in, in that sort of genre, although that was they, shown in midweek, wasn't it?
1: But they were all an hour long, mm. whereas this, it would have been a, a broadcast 30 minutes, I'd break in the middle, and there's not a second wasted in it. It just yeah, rattles along.
0: Exactly, but you don't feel... Because I've, I've, I'm I've sure I talked about before when I, when I uh, interviewed the, the people who created Mad Men, and they said the thing is you know this is much more novelistic than the average tv show (laughs) uh you know a page a page of um script costs you know forty thousand dollars and therefore usually studio bosses would be like you need stuff to happen on every page to justify the cost but this is the first show where I could just do a, a script, a whole page, which is just Don Draper lying on a sofa, staring at the ceiling. And I remember <laughs> thinking at the time, oh, yeah, that's good. But thinking, well, that sounds
1: shit. What a <laughs> yeah. do that yeah.
0: Why? Why? I don't want to see some cunt staring at the ceiling. Why? Why is he not doing something? <laughs> so hang on a minute. This is a man that makes adverts for a living, lying <laughs> on a sofa, looking at a ceiling. Why don't you instead make it about a man who lives in the woods robbing people and wears a big black cloak and a bandana and he do never he stays at what the ceiling? <laughs>
1: yeah. Do we hear his thoughts? something yeah. like that? Do we have a look at his dreams? What, what, what's he doing? So the, the, it became all
0: about it being novelistic and sort of wild. I mean, even, you know, the the one thing about Sopranos that bothers me um, is that when they do a whole episode of him having a dream. And I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck's sake, fuck off. Mm. I actually, during my rewatch of the surprise recently, I actually fast-forwarded through the dream sequences because I'm like, fuck,
1: fuck this. Oh, right, okay.
0: Right. Dick Turpin would never have had a dream sequence. There wasn't time. Because no. Dick Turpin was a man of action. Mm-hmm. And therefore his TV show was a TV show of action. And there yeah. was no time for reflecting, staring at ceilings, having dreams or anything else. So we could say, does that remove some of the depth of character, some of the nuance, some of the emotional insight, because they're not letting it breathe? No. I feel that I absolutely have a a grip on what makes Turpin and Swiftnik and the other main characters tick. Because Mm. they're able to... The writers were talented enough to achieve all of that in a shorter length of time.
1: Yeah, that's it. And just a look or a single sentence... Yeah. Can explain so much about their motivations or the depth of their character. We, um so it, it begins. It begins with Dick and Swiftnick racing through the woods on horseback, which is incredibly thrilling. And it's what you know you would have done when you were me and my brother would have like acted out playing Dick Turpin, and I would have been Dick as the elder brother, yeah. and I would have made uh, him be Swift You're
0: Swift Nick. Can I be yeah. Dick this time? No, you
1: fucking can. We we might have done it on bikes with bikes as horses. Because why not?
0: <laughs>
1: that's, the, that's the imagination of the child for you there.
0: What about when so, I thought I was Batman and I rode past some older kids and shouted,
1: Oi! Yeah.
0: And they looked around, right, Fuck off! And then cycle off. Which like didn't, Batman mean, would you do. that wasn't really a Batman-type move, but in my head, it yeah. was like I was Batman. And I don't I, think
1: it's a piece of dialogue from any of the Batman TV shows <laughs> of <the> t- <laughs>
0: I don't know why I thought I was just like going around on my BMX thinking I'd just seen Batman and I don't, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Batman came out in a. I must have been about fucking 15 or 14 I'm by the time say, Batman was, came if was, out. If
1: it was the film, it would be
0: 1989. Yeah, so was I'd been
1: 14. So, but that yeah. didn't
0: stop did, me did, from cycling did, did you- about, <laughs> spotting some older, rougher kids. And just going down and spotting distance, shouting at them to fuck off, giving them the V's and then cycling away really fast before they could catch me. Thinking, yeah, I'm like the local version of Batman.
1: Did you have your the hood of your parker over yeah. your head? To no, be kid. I had
0: I had a black hoodie it's
1: and 40. black
0: like track jeans or tracksuit bottoms. all in black. And then I had this old BMX that I'd had since I was like ten. But I was mm. still like kind of riding around on. Um, and, I, I and I wanted though, to get it sprayed black, so it was like Batman's BMX. Yeah,
1: but that, that's that's the the was it? Who was it who directed? The first one, Tim Burton. Michael Keaton with Tim Burton. There you go. It was a kind of a darker look at Batman, wasn't it? Yeah. You would never have got anyone reacting to the Adam West 1960s high camp TV version by riding around on a bike shouting "Fuck off!" <laughs> at some bigger kids, would you? would have happened? It was indicative of the the Tim Burton...
0: I was fucking ambushing those cunts. It was probably the kids who fucking nicknamed me Fishcake. It was round that area, the the cunts. I was fucking ambushing them and messing with their heads. I fucking sat up in their heads rent-free, mate. Yeah,
1: good for you. I probably still think about it today.
0: Yeah, they probably do. (laughs) Who was that guy? Who was that mysterious man? That mysterious renegade figure. Some sort of vigilante who roamed the streets in the late 80s on a BMX, shouting abuse.
1: Black hoodie (laughs) on. Fuck off! Fuck (laughs) off! No, Batman, no!
0: (laughs) Come back! Reveal yourself!
1: (laughs) Explain yourself! No way! I'm off! (laughs) God. So... Uh, it starts off with them riding through the woods, they go, They arrive at a tavern, someone is watching them, a mysterious figure is watching them arrive and then the, the scene, uh, uh, Dick goes in and scouts the inside of the tavern to see who's in, um, make sure it's safe for them and Swiftnik's outside and then he, he invites Swiftnick in where he sits him down and they have some booze and then he just gives Swiftnick a proper bollock and yeah, yeah, for yeah. Being, being shit at being his assistant. Being his but big this man, this yeah. scene, there must have been an issue with the sound on it because it's clearly dubbed. Oh, it clearly dubbed their voices over the top of it. You know, in that way that, that you sometimes get in films where you can tell that it's been dubbed in a studio afterwards. afterwards. Yeah, and it's just not as natural as the actual acting will have yeah. been because they're trying to stick to however the words were said lip lip sync wise. Yeah. so it's a bit it's a bit odd, but Dick. Uh, is saying to Swift Nick I've had enough of you he says he says you charge around like a drunken dragoon Uh, you talk too much and you don't do as you're told (laughs) he's giving him (laughs) a right tearing a strip off a young else, charge so he's he's giving him the sack basically he's about to give the sack and Swift Nick uh, pleads for a second chance uh, or a last chance as, as Dick gives him and then um uh, Dick uh, points out Harry Sims who's sitting in the corner is one of the best fences in Hertfordshire apparently mm. how Dick knows this I've got no idea because that's exactly
0: what I thought yeah
1: there's no, I just thought there's how no do way.
0: they know information about each other They're that's what because yeah. they all kind of as far as I can see they all live in woods don't they
1: yeah some <laughs> live <laughs> in wood clearings
0: the yeah. yeah there's taverns and there's the odd stable but most of it's wood based right and yeah. there are no roads, and there are certainly no telephones or other forms of communication. So everything has to be spread by horseback, doesn't it? And there's, a few, so. yeah. there's a few moments in this, including that one, where I think, how do, how do they know about that? Like, there's a bit later yeah. where he just casually tells someone to go and find Swiftnik at, at John Tanner's place in Epping, right?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, Epping, what's that?
0: yeah and also like just John Tanner's place it's not that distinctive a name like how would you just know I mean Eppin's fucking miles away from Stanmore Common which is where they're supposed to be anyway how how does word spread how does gossip get around in Dick Turpin times I don't know
1: I don't know either so um, they're talking to Harry Sims which is not massively relevant to be honest in terms of the plot, but um then we go back to Sir John glutton's lair yeah uh where uh, a, a buxom wench is mm. has been hauled before him who's been nicking apples <laughs> uh and she's described as a vagrant, but she reveals that she's actually an actress and she, she played Cleopatra yeah. and she's very buxom,
0: very um, yeah, proper wench
1: yeah hu- hugely hugely triggerable um she does look a bit like a vagrant, it has to be said. But no, she's an actress who's played Cleopatra. And John Glutton sentences her to two years in jail for stealing two ground green apples.
0: Glutton and <laughs> Forest are such cunts. But Glutton, let's yeah. be honest, is the best character in this whole TV show. Because he oh, is, yes. he's <laughs> so funny and such an absolute asshole. And Spiker just fucking loves being a cunt. So he'll, like, he's like, yeah, she's a vagrant. And, mm. uh, yeah, he sort of indulges her a little bit when he finds out she's an actress, doesn't he? He goes, oh, really? And what part do you play? And suddenly right, he starts yeah. to make her I'll think that actually patra. he's warming to her. Yeah. Oh, Cleopatra, yeah, really? Stay the Queen what of Egypt stealing my
1: apples. That's right, yeah.
0: Two years. So just Is as he's sort Is like he sort of acted like he was... And he goes, well, if you insist, make it three. Make it I three. actually I actually exclaimed out loud whilst watching the show at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife was in the house and said, is everything OK? I said, yeah, it's just something that happened in Dick Turpin. I was
1: watching Dick Turpin, nothing to worry about. <laughs> I was
0: watching Dick Turpin because I went, fucking hell. And she went, what? what's the matter? Oh, I was just, he'd given him Dick Turpin. Glutton's given some actress two years for nicking apples. <laughs> And she just, like, said one thing and he's fucking giving her another year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how it was then, Sam. Mm. <laughs> um, so the, Turpin's been sighted and word gets back to Glutton that Turpin is in the white line in Edgware. Uh, so that's where they are. I don't know, that's, that was that weapon.
0: lad spying on them at the beginning. He was a yeah, grass.
1: He was professional grass.
0: He was what, uh, what's known in the trade as an Eddie Howe.
1: That's right, yeah. Swift <laughs> Nick, in the meantime, is chatting to the uh, one of the, the waitresses in the tavern. Uh, it gives her a false name. He says he's called Ben, but then suddenly <laughs> says that's Dick Turpin. There, who I'm with, and then he <laughs> well, starts the, telling her all just, about their exploits together. That,
0: yeah. he, he's basically, he's completely, he's he's very, he's a callow youth with an angelic is. face, isn't he? And he can't take and- his drink. And he can't <laughs> take his drink and he's speaking to another buxom wench. Yes. The, I mean, there this is a great episode for wenches generally. And there's oh, nothing yeah. better than a wench, is there? And of uh, not and actually this woman playing that wench, I believe her name is Lizzie Dunlop. Because um right. she lived in uh she I used to see her in the high street when I was a kid. And says so she was something out. of a local Le- celebrity. Les- Leslie Leslie Dunlop, Dunlop.
1: that's it. Who else else has she been in? She was in The Elephant Man.
0: My mum would see her in the hire and go, there's that Leslie Dunlop. Hello. And then if she just smiled back (laughs) non-committally, my mum would go, we're sort of friends.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh, she was in May to December with Anton Rogers.
0: Oh, but she wasn't the the other woman. She wasn't the main woman.
1: She was in Boone once.
0: Yeah, yeah, she Doctor was very who? much like she was a local celeb because she popped up in all of these shows. But in right. this, she plays a very attractive wench, and no wonder Swift Nick is a little bit like all it gets himself into a bit of a muddle yeah. and splut, splutters out that he's he's hanging out with Dick Turpin.
1: Yeah, after t- after giving her a false name and then just giving her lots of, uh, I've got
0: to say, I did relate quite a lot to Dick to Swift Nick in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> In many ways, not least that one. I thought that I looked at. It, I thought that is such a Delaney move. Like Swift McDelaney. Uh, one minute I'm playing it cool, and then all of a sudden I'm like,
1: "That's Dick Turpin. i his mate." <laughs> Jalapeño.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: and a sword fight commences this is We're brilliant
0: because you yeah. think they're not going to come face to face this early in an episode but mm. he comes in he just shout he bursts in with his mates doesn't he, he goes Turpin! Turpin and Turpin without any hesitation is like do you know what it reminded me of you know the story of when my brother started on John Terry at QPR and yeah. John Terry just dropped his vanity case and just went really calmly come on in.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was like that, right? It was just like, wasn't even, there was no drama in it. He was so, just like, okay, I, I will engage you physically. Fine. Didn't As if it a was thing. just a, a normal, everyday transaction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Here is go. Which is why it's my on. brother, sh- sh- you know, dropped, dropped a bollock and fucking <laughs> waited for security to get in there. Security? That- security? <laughs> ah, he's attacking me. He's attacking
1: me. He's I shall sl- sue him. He's a footballer. He's not meant to do this.
0: <laughs> but, like, the, um, the Dick Turpin does the same sort of John Terry move here because he shouts, yeah. Cat" and I shut it when this happened. Uh, he shouts, Turpin! And I'm like, fuck, yeah. he's fucking caught you. There's no back way out. You're fucked. The series Turpin, is over. This is it. You're fucked. You're going to get hung. Yeah. Goodbye, yeah. Dick Turpin. Right? And... <laughs> uh, Dick Turf and just get just without he doesn't even look that scared he just stands up and draws his sword and he's like right let's have it and he just starts yeah. fighting all of them on his
1: fucking yeah. hand. <laughs> and there's, there's It's brilliant. There's tables getting tipped over. Yeah. There's ladies who are running away holding up their skirts.
0: Mm. Someone tits off. fall out. No, not really. But the sort of thing you could imagine. Say, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> missed that must have been making notes when that happened. There's the, there's the big. Um, the chandelier with the candles in, in the middle of the room that gets slashed. The rope that that's hanging from gets slashed. Yeah, so that drops down on Spiker. It's uh, it's a great sword fight. You're less than ten minutes
0: in and you've got a full on Errol Flynn level massive swashbuckling fucking yeah. mayhem sword fight going on, and that's yeah. that's this show all over.
1: That's fucking great stuff. Mm. So then we have Spiker uh, apologising back to Sir John in Sir John's lair he says I need more men Sir John Sir John says you need more cunning <laughs> <laughs> no, but
0: and first then- he's going to him about his social status and it's so well observed because like yeah. obviously um, what's his name Glutton is, like, proper, like, aristocracy-rich, like a horrible cunt from old money. Yeah. Whereas Spiker is a middle-class aspirant, isn't he? And yeah. He, and, and he's a smarmy cunt just trying to, like, weasel his way up the social ladder. That's exactly, And, it, and yeah, yeah. Glutton's totally onto him for that. So he goes, you could work your way up, catch Turpin, rid the county of this menace. And he said, uh, you could have status property yeah. Spiker and you can see yeah. like Spiker's eyes are sort of starting oh, to roll around a bit like I could like, be like well, you I could yeah. probably get in the Freemasons or the fucking Rotary Club or something <laughs> <laughs> I could go into the <laughs> golf club
1: and then I can't remember which one of it is either it's Spiker or, or, or Glutton but they look across and we see a close up on the two apples mm-hmm. that uh was Jane she was called wasn't it the two apples that Jane had nicked uh, because that's going to be the part of the plan, and the the, the apples clearly symbolise her tits. At this he doesn't he say
0: he he goes to him, Glutton in in a rare sort of moment of kind of <laughs> you know um, sort of eloquence. He says, "You'll need a trap to catch a fox, not a pack yeah. of hounds."
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: And then he fucks off. He's like, see you later. Next question, dickhead. Work it out. Work it out for yourself. I'm off for a wank.
1: <laughs> have a look at these apples and have a wank.
0: <laughs> I have a wank over these apples. It's as close as you get to fucking porn in Dick Turpin times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Dick and Swift Dick then visit John Tanner the gunsmith. Um, and they have a little, well, Dick and Tanner have a little toot of snuff. Yeah. Tanner's got some snuff that he shares he says, around.
0: Jamaica's finest, doesn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: And totally. he's like, I'll have some of that, you cunt, and just yeah, snorts it. <laughs> <laughs> him for a penny.
1: <laughs> and um, Dick is basically trying to uh, offload Swiftnick to John Tanner yeah, and getting bad. to give him an apprenticeship because he's had enough of him, basically, because he's, he's blaming Swiftnick for what's just happened in the tavern. Um, and he's trying to persuade... John Tanner, they take him on and Tanner's not having it. Uh, ta- uh, Dick says, what what happens when you're too old? Tanner says, I'll shoot myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're too old to work. He goes, I'm too old for work, I'll, I'll kill shoot myself. Shoot myself. And you sort of think, fucking hell, that's really funny, but it's like pretty dark for Saturday tea time, kids telling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking shoot myself, I'll give a fuck. I'll check out. Oh, you won't see me getting older in one of them people's I've, homes.
1: I've got no dependents. I've got debts up to be fucking nuts. I don't care. <laughs> uh-huh. do I might do it next week. I don't know. And, but uh, they call Tanner's it the to-
0: coward's way out. I tell you what, I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> to me, it's the best fucking way out you can get. It's certainly the cheapest.
1: <laughs> T- Tanner's trying to give me excuses for not giving Swift Nick a job. He says, oh, it looks like he'd eat too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, really weird. And Dick
1: says, none of you don't give it to him.
0: <laughs> really strange conversation at this point.
1: It's great, isn't it? Doesn't he give him a bag of money, though? He gives him some money. In the end, and it's chance. humiliating
0: for Swiftnick, yeah. because Swiftnik's stand there, listening to all of this, and he's having to hear, first of all, he's not just his boss and his mentor, but his hero, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, desperately trying to get shot off him. And yeah. the bloke he's trying to offload him to being pretty desperate not to take him. And that's a really humiliating experience for Swiftnick. Mm. Right? And he just looks really sad. And he keeps and Dick keeps going to him. Oh, you'd be you'd be hard working, wouldn't you, Nick? And Swift Nick, just like he's got his head bowed a bit. Because mm. he doesn't mm. of course he wants to stay he wants to be a fucking highwayman. He doesn't want to be a gunsmith, right? And well, um, yeah. And in the end, to make it even more humiliating than it is already, fucking... John Tanner just doesn't want to know, doesn't need an apprentice, doesn't want to take him on. He's got his heart set on blowing his own brains out any day soon (laughs) (laughs) and being rid of it all. And if you've got Swift Nick on board, it'll make his whole fucking suicide plan more complicated. Fuck it up, won't it? (laughs) Ah, fucking hard. This wasn't really part of a plan going forward.
1: So... so and then John Tanner says, I'll give him a year's trial <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> for a year. But, but the thing is, is that Dick has
0: to pay him to take him yeah. off his hands. And that's the yeah. only point at which John Tanner says, yeah. He goes, all right. That's right. He's going, no, fucking no, no way. And then in the end, Dick just pulls out this massive bag of money and goes, all right, what about if you take this? And he goes, yeah, I'll take him for a year for that. I said, I'll and take him
1: for a year. That's but, he, then he says, but I still think he'll eat, I still think he'll eat yeah. too much.
0: I don't know what he means by that either. It's not like Swift Knicks, um he doesn't he's not fat by any means. He's, he's a slip of a lad. He's, I just he is. John Tanner's just be... being a bit of a cunt. I mean the thing yeah. is it's like a tradition, isn't it? You're a bit of a cunt to the sort of apprentice.
1: Of course you are. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore though. So Spike uh, <clears throat> then um frees Jane the actress and uh they they tells her that there's a part he wants her to play. And she says, What part? this says a lady in distress and what's the play? The capture of Dick Turpin. And then we it's see really, I we thought tr- he was
0: gonna come out with something funnier or cleverer when she said what's yeah. the play. Yeah. And he thinks about it for ages. But because he's really thick, he goes, Ah, the capture of Dick Turpin. <laughs> but that's what it actually is. Uh sorry I couldn't think of anything else. I don't know any plays, to be honest. I've never a, never been watching a, watch a theatre goer.
1: <laughs> it's a work in progress. I might change it. So then she appears transformed as Lady Kinnerton who I assume is the, the the heiress of the cheap chocolate empire <laughs> uh, you get an Advent calendars and um, John Glutton is talking to her about her character and it the, the, the emerges that she's a widow and a, a gambler and a, ri- a rich widow and then um, she asks if she can keep the dress once they've caught Dick um, and then we cut to Dick doing a robbery uh, just, just quickly though it's very important
0: It's very important, just quickly. I don't know if you've mentioned this, forgive me if not, that that Spiker has told her that if she takes part in this scam to Mm. ensnare Turpin, he will pardon her. And she'll get
1: her freedom, yeah, of course. She'll get
0: her freedom. That's important to remember because it comes back later.
1: Yeah. So we see Dick doing a robbery, which is always a bit that thrilled me whenever I saw it in the series. It's, yeah. it's Dick at his purest. Uh, mm. And it's Lady Kinnaton who he robs. And he, he identifies her as Lady Kinnerton. Again, we ask ourselves, how He's the fuck does he know she's Lady Kinnerton? Yeah. Lady Kinnerton is she a real person in real life? Is she a fictional character that's been made up? I don't know.
0: Well, yeah. Dick, but he basically, he part of his operation that you never really see is that he's yeah. got... You know, like they said, Fergie used to have his spies all over Manchester Yeah, that yeah. would feed back information about whether Ryan Giggs has been out to the disco and yeah. all of that. Dick's got the same thing going on, where he's got we, loads yeah. of different we, messengers.
1: And we're looking at this from adult eyes as well. We shouldn't be going too deeply into the wise and the workforce. Just, no. just go with it. So it's Lady Kinnerton. He robs her. He takes her rings and then her necklace... Uh, And then he says, "Get down, madam. I have to search the coach." And um, she asks where she wants him to stand. He he, he just like says, "Just over there, to the side." There's a (laughs) a deeply no, but
0: there's a deeply sort of sexual. There's a sort of a macabre flirtation going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's really into it, but it's not really necessary for the role that she's been asked to play. He is completely indifferent. She's yeah, going. Exactly. Oh, he goes get down, and she goes, "Oh, you saucy Ooh. rogue! I will not." Yeah, and yeah. And he's like, "Just I fucking will." He goes, "Just get down like that." He's just like, "I'm not interested <laughs> in this." i she goes, gun in your face. All right, I will. And then she stands up all close, so her buxom boobs are practically like yeah. in his face. She goes, "Where would you like me to stand?" And it's sort of like she's hinting at something, but I'm not quite sure what. Right? Yeah. And he just, yeah, he just goes over there. Over there. Yeah, <laughs> <What? laughs> stand there. Yeah. I just need to look inside your fucking coach, mate and then... and
1: then at that point a gun appears in the back of Dick's head courtesy of Spiker who's also in the coach and um, it all happens really quickly um, we see a brief moment of Swift Nick back at Tanner's thing he, he's mashing something with a mortar and pestle I guess it must be gunpowder or something like that uh, and then it cuts to Dick in prison um And Kate, the woman from the original tavern, she visits him in prison Um and uh Dick accuses her of having grasped him up, but she says she didn't. And she he, he tells her where Swift Nick is. He's fucking desperate at this point to get out because he's, he's recruiting Swiftnick <laughs> to help him out for some weird reason. You'd think a bloke like this would have more, better contacts, but no. Um... And uh, Kate and Swift Nick plan an ambush because Dick is due to be hanged the very next day. Which we yeah. find out because Spiker Spike visits John Glutton and tells him, Tomorrow is the day. And he says, What hey, day? Turpin day? Uh, is to be hanged, but he what doesn't he say hanged,
0: he goes, Well, and he sort of mimes. A hanging motion. Yeah, yeah. Where he sort of sticks his tug out and pulls a rope up like that. It gets a little bit carry on at this stage. In fact, there's lots of moments yeah. where it's a little bit carry on, especially the scenes with Glutton. She does all that, knock, Spiker, knock. And then the next scene where yeah. you see him coming in, she goes, just go in, Spiker. Be done with all of this confounded knocking business. He's playing mind <laughs> games constantly with Spiker.
1: Yeah, yeah. Jane comes in for her reward which was 200 quid, I think, for um, or maybe 20 quid, for getting uh, Dick caught. And uh, Glutton says, ain't your freedom enough?
0: You, uh, goes, you, uh, you t- avaricious troll.
1: <laughs> That's right, yeah. Did he call her a noisy trollop as well or something
0: like that? Yeah, she, he goes, what a noisy trollop. And he throws her back <laughs> in the back again. in jail, Spiker. Oh.
1: She's screaming and howling, as she gets led away. And yeah. somehow, she's still screaming and howling, as she gets thrown into the cell. But she's changed back into her original buxom wench costume.
0: Wow!
1: She's been robbed of the the dress that she was holding. Get to back keep.
0: in your wench costume. That's what you got to wear in the jail. The jail looks all right. All it is is one big cell with loads of bales of hell, uh, hay. Yeah. And yeah. no straw. And everyone's just sort of like lounging about like Hanging a bunch out. of hippies at, at like <laughs> it's, it's... I don't know at a festival like it's dick that's right. perfectly happy in there
1: apart from the imminent hanging it looks really it looks like
0: fun he's pretty he's, chilled about it
1: yeah so then we have the horse and carriage taking them to the hanging location uh and it's it's the horses and carriage are riding through uh, some water it's like a, a lake of some kind and then we have the ambush there's some really low level explosions which they would be because you know but it is, it is to be
0: fair i think this is, i think this ambush is really well planned and executed
1: he yeah. gets
0: a, he gets a load of gunpowder fills it fills barrels fills barrels with gunpowder and then sort of half buries the barrels Around a sort of a, a like a, a huge puddle that he knows that the yeah. carriage is going to have to go through, and then as it mm. approaches, he just swiftly runs around in the bushes, setting light to all of them.
1: Bang, bang, bang!
0: And it just goes bang, bang, bang! And the as, horses go as, mad. Would
1: you, des- would you describe it as a Ford?
0: Yeah, they're riding it might be through. A Ford, yeah.
1: I think we call it a Ford. Yeah, and then explosions, chaos, horses are spooked.
0: Amazing! Dick jumps fight. out
1: of the carriage. And a sword fight in the water.
0: It is an Whoa. amazing fight. And it's really intense because there's all smoke from the explosions everywhere. And it yeah. gets quite brutal because st- Swiftnik's fucking bang up for it. He's really game. He's like, right, let's fucking have it. And he jumps right well, his in. His future
1: depends on it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And he's just like, right, I'm going to prove myself to Dick now. I'm just going to go fucking yeah. mad and start fighting everyone. And he gets <laughs> shit or bust time. And he gets fucking cut across the face with a sword. So he there's blood it. and everything. And I, rem- I sort of got a flashback and remember finding this quite scary when I was a kid. Because right. like, there's a lot yeah. of fighting in Dick Turpin, but this fight's like particularly brutal, isn't it? It's visceral. Yeah. It yeah. Smoke but and it, blood. It,
1: it, it ends brilliantly with Dick smacking his opponent's face off the side of the carriage.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that he never kills anyone, which they obviously no. made a rule. Yeah. So but it,
1: that was incredibly violent. Yeah, that, it was very very Noxie Man conscious. Yeah, over by the hair, I think, and just smacks his head off the side yeah, of the and, carriage. Yeah, that com- Game over.
0: <laughs> TTFN dickheads. And he just Thanks. shouts. He shouts to Swiftnick and what's his name?
1: Fucking run! That's <laughs> 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 <"Yeah, laughs> Fuck him Yeah, fucking run! Run! <laughs> uh, so they do, they get away. And they thank Kate, the wench. Um, and then Dick... Sends he, he sends Swift Nick back to John Tanner, and Swift Nick is just completely crestfallen by this because he thinks oh, I've helped him, and he's, he's just not asked. He says, as Dick says, like, what are you going to say to John? You've used his gunpowder, or you've nicked his awesome cart, you're you know, like you said, you're in deep shit. Yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna go look back like and a can't Probably
0: gonna get sacked, but and there's yeah. not a word of thanks for the rescue,
1: nothing, nothing. And then, of course, we find out that Dick was just teasing him. And and they ride off together into the woods, kind of whooping and hollering.
0: Yeah, and 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 uh, Swiftnik sort of shouts like, what's he go, to the road or something like that.
1: Something like like that. They shout, there's some
0: like mad declaration of freedom. And it's the only glimpse you ever get of the fact that Turpin really enjoys his lifestyle. Because to us, to anyone watching, Dick Turpin has the greatest lifestyle of anyone. Yeah. In anything you've ever seen, right? He's living the dream, and Swift Nick gets that, and that's why he wants to hang out with him and get a bit, get a taste of the Turpin lifestyle. But Turpin yeah. is always grumpy with every cunt, isn't he?
1: Yeah, it's like a chore to him, isn't it?
0: Yeah. yeah, and and but then his as he goes off, well, there's a deep anger and sadness in him and a bitterness,
1: of course, which we found out about in episode one with this family you, and the farm and the starving know, glut- and all that. Button starved
0: yeah. his parents to death and hit yeah. their farm. I mean, that's gonna fu- it's going to fuck you off, right? So, but you sometimes think, "Fucking, you know, hell, light lighten up." You've got, you're living the dream, here. He seems to have yeah, plenty you're of. I don't mean funny. He seems to have plenty of fanny on the go, like little. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You get that impression Fooks whenever he's in well. the inns. yeah. yeah. And uh, he's got plenty of walking around money, and he yeah. just lives free. He's got he's got an awesome horse. You know, he's he's it's living free, free, free. Man of the land. He's a free really? man of the land. I doubt he pays any tax. I doubt he's VAT registered. <laughs> right (laughs) definitely
1: not uh, but what was good is that they they ride off together off to mm. another adventure and in some shows you would have another there'd be like an epilogue bit where they're kind of reflecting on what they've done over a drink or something like that Yeah, and they'd end with some kind of corny one-liner yeah no they ride off and it's like right that's it that's your episode finished program over
0: tune back in next week kids
1: yeah, for my like, fucking madness. Get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And as soon as it was over, I would just be like, "Right, time to play terpy I'm
1: going to play dictation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly it. <laughs> so Super. That's it. That is it. And there it is. And there's another one coming along next week. So uh, hold on to your, your horses, uh, literal or metaphorical. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back with more next time. Goodbye. Goodbye!